If you are a SharePoint site owner, you definitely do not want to miss this episode. Today, I will explain to you five things you, as a SharePoint site owner, must configure on your SharePoint site. You're listening to the SharePoint Maven podcast with Greg Zelfon, bringing you proven practical tips every week on how to correctly set up and adapt to SharePoint and Microsoft 365. If you have questions, Greg has the answers. And now, here's your host, Greg Zelfon. Hello again, this is Greg from SharePoint Maven, and welcome to episode number 70 of the SharePoint Maven podcast. So if you are a SharePoint site owner, essentially the admin of a given SharePoint site, you have a pretty serious job. When you are the owner of the site, and when I say owner, I mean from the SharePoint perspective, essentially you are the user with uh, full control uh, privileges uh, to the uh, given SharePoint site. There is a lot you can do in there. In addition to having access to everything on the site, and in addition to being able to invite it, this invite, Uh, other team members from your site, you can also configure a number of various SharePoint settings. Now, another thing I also want to clarify is that you can become an owner of any type of SharePoint site. It could be just a regular standalone site, uh, maybe a team site uh, without any Microsoft 365 uh, groups attached to anything like that. It could be a communication site. Uh, It could be a site that maybe was provisioned as part of Microsoft Teams. Uh, remember, when you provision a Microsoft team, you end up with teams, but you also end up with a bunch of other stuff. So in the background, you also get a SharePoint site. That's where the files reside. You get a calendar, uh, distribution list, etc. Um, doesn't really matter. Doesn't really matter how the site was created. What I'm going to cover in this particular episode applies to really any type of site. Of course, you can configure lots and lots of different settings on your site. The ones I chose for this particular episode are kind of the top five most frequently used settings, um, you know, from my experience, uh, from observing my clients, etc. What I will also do, and I do this every single time I publish a new episode, in the show notes, I will include links uh, to the relevant blog posts. I do realize that this is a podcast, so it's uh, kind of hard, you know, maybe to follow and might be challenging to follow. Uh, when I talk about specific, um, you know, features. Uh, so what I will do is include in the show notes relevant blog posts, and that's where you can click on the links and obviously see the uh, images and in some cases even videos uh, related to the features I'm going to cover. All right, let's start with the first feature, the first setting you must configure if you are the SharePoint site owner, and that would be the site sharing settings of your site. So by default, all the SharePoint sites are set up for collaboration. What does it mean? What it means is that even though you are the owner of the site and you invited several team members, any member of the site can easily invite other members into the site. They don't even need your permission to do that. So for example, if I am the owner of a given site and I invited Mary, what Mary can do is just click gear icon, site permissions, or click on the share button and invite uh, her colleague John into my site. Even though I'm the owner, uh, Mary can still do that. And I'm not even going to be notified about it. Essentially, any regular member can invite any other member without the owner's permission. Now, I also want to clarify that users can only invite other users to a SharePoint site. If this site happens to be part of Microsoft 365 Group, Uh, and Microsoft Teams, uh, it's all based on membership. So Mary can still invite 
drawn into the SharePoint site without uh, me even knowing about this, but Mary cannot make John another member of the group, another member of the team. Uh, obviously, in this case, I, as the owner of the team of a, of a given group, uh, only I can invite uh, other members into the group. But when it comes to just sharing the site, like I said, nice and easy, uh, any member can invite anyone they want. Uh, and that's how it is uh, by default. If you would like to adjust this particular setting, what you need to do is navigate to your site, obviously. Uh, click on gear icon, site permissions. And of course, this is where you're going to see all the different security groups. This is where you can add and remove um, other people from your security groups. But under site sharing, you need to click on change how members can share. And essentially, you're going to see three different options. So by default, uh, it's pretty much like Wild West, right? By default, um, any owner, any member can easily share a site, the whole site, uh, files and folders. And uh, that's the checkbox, uh, the radio button that will be checked by default. You can downgrade it uh, to uh, the middle option. And essentially, that middle option will allow uh, members uh, to share files and folders, but not the whole site. And if you are a control freak, then you can totally lock it down, essentially choose the uh, last, you know, the bottom option. And in that case, only you, the site owner, will be able to share files, folders, and the whole site. And your team members essentially will not be able to share anything from your SharePoint site. So I definitely recommend tweaking this setting. Again, in some cases, if your site is set up for collaboration and uh, the content you have on your site is not um, you know, highly confidential, maybe you leave it alone. But uh, in some cases, uh, especially if you have a, a big team, um, it's always recommended to adjust the settings um, just uh, for the sake of security. The next setting you need to worry about um, as a SharePoint site owner is page editing. And it's actually not much of a feature or a setting, uh, it's just more of a use case. So by default, any regular member of your SharePoint site can easily edit the pages uh, on your site. Uh, they can create new pages, they can edit the existing ones. And look, this might not necessarily be a huge concern uh, to you, but uh, here is a use case for you. Let's say you created a nice looking site, uh, maybe it's a communication site of some sort, uh, accessible by you know lots of uh, uh, people from your organization. Uh, obviously, you have the home page and maybe some other pages uh, on that site. Well, guess what? Any regular member of your site, you know those with edit permission level, can easily create new pages. They can edit an existing page. They can delete the pages if they want to. Essentially, Microsoft considers the page um, just like another piece of content. If the uh, members of the site can um, uh, edit or delete an Excel document, why not a page? However, this could be a big disadvantage uh, if, again, you have, let's say, an employee-facing site with a bunch of employee-facing pages uh, on this uh, site, and uh, your team members can easily just modify uh, any page they want. Uh, you probably, as the owner uh, of a given department or maybe the owner of uh, the main internet uh, you know, home site, you probably want uh, to see the changes first before uh, they're going to be you know, posted and viewable by everyone within the organization. So there are a couple of ways for you, the site owner, to deal with this situation. Option number one, uh, you can actually deal with it through permissions and security. And essentially what you need to do is go behind the scenes to the site contents uh, area of your SharePoint site, and then click on site pages. That's where the pages reside. 
And what you need to do is set unique permissions on a given page or the whole site pages library. So for example, um, you choose a given page and what you can do is uh, manage uh, access to that page, create unique permissions for this page and make your members read only for that particular page. Uh, and uh, this will prevent them from making any edits to a given page. And again, you can do the same to the whole site pages library as well. And that of course will prevent members from editing or even adding new pages uh, to your site. The second option you have um, in terms of dealing with this situation would be through Power Automate. Uh, instead of restricting users from making edits, uh, maybe you have members who are assisting you in terms of content on a given SharePoint site. And what you can do is build a Power Automate workflow uh, within the site pages library uh, and essentially uh, establish an approval mechanism before the pages go live. And the second option is uh, actually quite elegant and relatively easy to implement. If you're not familiar with Power Automate workflow, don't worry. Uh, there is actually an out of the box uh, way to uh, build, add a workflow, uh, Power Automate workflow uh, to your site uh, pages. And again, uh, I'm not going to go into details in this episode, uh, but what I'm going to do is include the instructions uh, in the show notes so you can uh, check out uh, the videos and blog posts and uh, set it up correctly. The third feature I would like to talk to you about is related to OneDrive Sync. So by default, of course, um, SharePoint allows to uh, synchronize the files locally. Um, so any user can uh, go navigate to a given document library, click that sync button uh, on the top ribbon uh, of the library and essentially uh, synchronize the entire library, the entire you know set of folders and data uh, locally on their computers. And of course, this might be necessary uh, if you have users who uh, just love working out of Windows Explorer, or maybe they spend uh, a good share of uh, time offline and need to access uh, the files uh, remotely you know, by working in the field uh, offline. However, when users synchronize their data locally, that means that the data now resides not just in SharePoint, uh, but also locally on their computers. And unfortunately, bad things can happen. I mean, laptops get stolen, unfortunately, and that means that the data can end up in somebody's hands. What you can do as a site owner, you can actually prevent synchronization of a given library. You can also prevent synchronization of all the document libraries on the site. It's actually pretty easy to implement. All you need to do is just navigate to a given library, click on gear icon, library settings, kind of going behind the scenes. Uh, and then if you navigate to advanced settings of a document library, you will need to scroll down to about kind of the middle of the page. And one of the options would be offline client availability. And by default, it will say yes, you need to say no, and then click OK at the bottom of the page. And by the way, the instructions I have given you uh, were for the document library. You can also uh, disable synchronization for the entire site as well. I actually recorded a video uh, with step-by-step -step instructions uh, on how to achieve this. I also documented the, uh, the whole thing in the blog post. So once again, I will include instructions in the show notes. While we're here, I also want to talk to you about uh, feature number four, setting number four that you need to know about, and that would be the default behavior of the Office files. So by default, when you click on an Office file, and what I mean by Office files, I mean the Word document, Excel, PowerPoint, 
essentially the Microsoft Office uh, applications. When you click on a file from within SharePoint or OneDrive, the documents will always open up in the browser first. Though you might have the desktop applications installed on your computer, you know, write Word, Excel, PowerPoint, once again, the documents that you open from SharePoint and OneDrive will always open up in the browser first. That's the default behavior of both SharePoint and OneDrive. Of course, the users can uh, open those documents in the native app uh, as well. Uh, but for that, they need to right-click on the document, uh, select open, and then choose open in the app. Right? Again, by default, they will always open up in the browser. As a site owner, you can easily change the default. Essentially, if you want the default to be the desktop applications, um, once again, uh, you need to go, you need to navigate to the advanced settings of a document library. And one of the first options you're going to see there would be opening documents in the browser uh, feature. And by default, uh, essentially, it will state to you that these documents will open up in the browser. However, you can uh, change the setting uh, to open in the client application. And essentially what will happen is that when users click on Office files, they will by default open in the native application. Uh, the users will still have a choice to open in the browser if that's what they, they want. But in this case, they will need to once again, right click on the document, um, select open and choose open in the browser. So essentially you are changing the default. That's all they're doing. And this setting is uh, actually one of the most frequently requested, um, you know, features or settings uh, to be precise in, uh, you know, SharePoint. And the reason is because obviously users uh, need, you know, might need the full power of um, the native applications, right? The browser experience obviously has limited capabilities. If you are doing some fancy formatting or doing some formulas or macros or some doing some fancy stuff in Excel, for example, uh, obviously, for that, you will need the native um, you know, application, not uh, the browser experience. The last set of features I want to talk to you about, essentially, feature number five, uh, would be the unique security for document libraries and folders. It's a very common request, very common use case. Uh, once again, let's say you have a site, a team site uh, with a bunch of libraries and, of course, uh, a number of folders in those libraries. And quite often you need to set unique permissions for a given folder or a library. By default, of course, security is inherited in SharePoint. So what that means is that whoever you added to the site, I mean, those same people have access to everything your site has to offer, all the libraries, all the folders, everything else you have on your site. But once again, sometimes you need to, you know, maybe hide a folder or maybe hide a, hide a library. And in those cases, you need to set up unique permissions uh, for a library or a folder. You probably obviously want to minimize uh, the number of unique permissions you have on your SharePoint site, because obviously it is much easier to manage permissions you know, globally at the site level than manage permissions on a folder by folder you know, basis. But in case if you do need to uh, create unique security, uh, the options are available. You can set unique security on a library, you can set unique security on a folder, you can even set unique security on a given file. For that, you will kind of need to go behind the scenes uh, once again. Uh, and again, I'm not going to go into the you know, details on how to do it here. I will just include uh, the videos uh, and the instructions uh, in the show notes, uh, but definitely something you want to keep in mind. So this were the five features, five settings I wanted you, the site owner, to be aware of. 
hopefully you learned something new today now before we end this episode i also wanted to remind you that i actually have a dedicated course for sharepoint site owners in my sharepoint maven academy so if you want to learn about anything you as a sharepoint site owner want to learn about managing your site uh, if you want to learn more about the tricks i mentioned today I do have a course in my academy. If you navigate to academy.sharepointmaven.com, uh, you can also obviously access academy from my SharePoint site. Uh, you can go ahead and enroll in the course um, and purchase the course obviously first and enroll in it. And you will be able to access all the content and essentially learn all the features you need to learn as a site owner. If you become interested in this, uh, go ahead and use coupon code PODCAST20 that will allow you to take 20% off this course and actually any course in my academy. So feel free to uh, enroll in the course uh, and uh, obviously use this coupon code PODCAST20 uh, on this course and any other course in my academy. And it's a great way to learn anything you need to know uh, being the site owner. If you have just become the owner of the site, maybe uh, you uh, need to manage the site, the content on the site, the users maybe. Uh, you got a site because you are the owner of the um, you know team and microsoft teams and as a result obviously you have a sharepoint site whatever the situation is by enrolling in this course uh, you will be able to learn everything you need to know about managing your site and keeping it secure in literally under two hours so definitely feel free to consider this option uh, other than that i think that's all i wanted to mention during this particular episode once again hopefully you learned a few new tricks today as always, happy to see you on my blog, SharePointMaven.com, and talk to you next week. Goodbye. You've been listening to the SharePoint Maven podcast with Greg Zelfond. If you enjoyed this episode, please head over to the Apple Podcast app, leave a review, and don't forget to subscribe. Thank you.